0: Welcome back to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast, and we are finishing up our series into the book called Basic Christianity, written by John Stott. So we've covered three parts. The first part was the person of Christ, what, it, who is Christ, what did Christ say about himself. We've covered a man's need for the gospel and how... Uh, we talked about sin and how the how sin brings consequences into our lives and into the world. And, uh, and, and those consequences are that it alienates us from God. It separates us from Him. It brings conflict in our lives with other people. And how also the consequence of sin results in our being enslaved to sin. And then lastly, last week, we talked about the work of Christ and how the work of Christ uh, brings us back to God and reconciles us to God and how that brings reconciliation in our relationship with others. And we see this most vividly uh, in the context of the local church and how the work of Christ frees us from bondage to our sins. And so today we are going to talk about the last part of the book, which is man's response. What is man's response to, to all of this? And he would say that, believe right it's a command in the scriptures believe in the gospel and to believe in the gospel is to is to have faith in Christ to put your trust in him as lord and savior is to confess your sins to say that you are a sinner and to uh, and to commit your life to uh, to living under the lordship of Jesus Christ it means repenting of your sins and so what exactly how and so once uh, once you've made that decision to follow Christ and make him your Lord and Savior, what does, what does that look like? What does it mean then? Uh, first, uh, your life has to be characterized by repentance, right? You must be a renunciation of sin. You're turning away from sin and turning to the Lord. <clears throat> um, fundamentally, he says, repentance is a matter neither of emotion nor of speech. It is an inward change of mind and attitude towards sin, which leads to a change of behavior. There can be no compromise here, right? Notice that in that in that in that definition or in that statement, uh, it says nothing about sinlessness or perfection. Repentance does not mean sinlessness. Repentance means that there is a change of attitude and mind uh, uh, and heart towards sin. That is that you do not want it. you want to get away from it, you do not like it. Uh, or maybe yeah i mean you could like it but you, you you resist it you reject it you turn away from it that is repentance and there's no compromising and uh, this life uh, following jesus christ it also means part of what repentance also means is that you are uh, pursuing reconciliation with those that perhaps you have that you have wronged uh through your sins it's pursuing. It's it's pursuing them, reconciling with them, or at least as much as it depends upon you. Uh, this repentance also means a renunciation of yourself, right? To follow Christ is to surrender to Christ. Is to render to surrender your rights uh, to Him to for that, so that He is the one who is governing your life, who is the one who has authority over your life. Uh, to make Christ Lord. He says is to bring every department of our public and private lives under his control. And then, part of what it means to live as a Christian, aside from repentance, is uh, is 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 to confess, confess Christ. And we, and there are incentives when it comes to living the Christian life and confessing Christ with our lives. Uh, and the first incentive is that we we do it for our own sake. Um, he says, I love this. He says, uh, of course it costs to be a Christian and it does, right? It's going to, it's costly. That's why Jesus says, count the cost before you follow me to be a Christian is costly, but it costs more not to be. Isn't that right? I think of, uh, if, if, if we took, everything that Jesus says about the consequences of not believing him if we took those things and and believed in them and I hope that you do right then there's a lot there's a lot to lose if you don't follow the Lord Jesus Christ um, and then we there's also an incentive uh, for the for the Christian to be committed to following Jesus Christ for the sake of others um he says we should submit, To Christ, not only for what we can get, but for what we can give. He says, the best contribution any man can make to the supply of the world's need is to live a Christian life, to build a Christian home, and thereby to radiate the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say, in a way, to confess Christ is not always evangelize evangelism though it is a big part of confessing christ but confessing christ is just being a being a christian living as a christian building a christian home um living out a christian life in in your workplaces wherever you go and the greatest incentive of all is for for christ's sake right we do this because he calls us to he commands us to we do this for for his sake not just ours over the sake of others but we do this for his sake as well and so so this is this is man's response and because of what christ has done for us in the cross namely and reconcile us to god we we have so many wonderful benefits uh, that come through this salvation, and one of those is a having is having a secure relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And what's wonderful about this is that um, that this relationship is uh, is inseparable; uh, it cannot be torn asunder. Uh, John Stott writes, "Relationship." depends on birth fellowship depends on behavior so even when you and i sin yes there is there might be a a a a breach uh between us and god but it is a small breach in comparison to the sin that created this this seemingly insurmountable breach because of our faithlessness or lack of faith in the lord jesus but even even as Christians, when we do sin, it doesn't affect our relationship with God. God remains our father and we remain his, as his children. Right? And the way to restore that fellowship is confessing your sins and accepting the Lord's forgiveness after the confession of sins. And, and then uh, to, to finish up here, part of our responsibility when it comes to our response to the gospel of jesus christ is that we we continue to grow up we continue to mature right we don't we as cute and cuddly as as babies are as infants are and as as many times as we would desire that uh, they would stay that age for a long time you know we see them and like oh I, I i hope you never grow up oh you're so cute right um uh, yeah, but but we do want them uh, to grow up, uh, to mature, to learn, right? And that is the same with 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 our Christian walk. When we first believe in Christ, we are we are babies, and we must we must mature and go from having milk to solid food. We want to get away from having milk to having. Nice steak dinners. That is so much better than milk. <laughs> and so we have to be in this process of growing. And that comes uh, through different ways. It's committing yourself to a local church. It's being engaged with believers. It is, um, it is reading your Bible on a regular basis. It is spending time in prayer. Uh, and it's di- and it's all in, in different other ways as well. I mean, one of the disciplines that I wish I could make a habit in my life is journaling. I've tried so many times before and it's just, it's just never stuck. And I've, 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 I've I've given up at this point. (laughs) Um, but even that is, is so good. And that helps you to grow as well, to write down your thoughts, to, to to write down your days and almost as if you were talking to God, it's a wonderful spiritual discipline, but uh, engaging in these ways helps us to grow and mature, um, and, And that's what uh, God desires of us. And so, and so this is, yeah. And so these things are, this is basic, basic Christianity. And we are living And it. I'll I'll finish with this. We're living in a time where because of COVID um, and so many other issues that are just in the pipeline and things are just seemingly getting worse. Um, We are coming very, very close and maybe even now that time is here when uh, when nominal Christians are being uh, weeded out um, from those who are true Christians. And it's going to get to a place it's going it's to get to a point when um, when I think that uh, uh, that people uh, will become less tolerable towards a Christian, that being a Christian is going to be much more costly. Maybe in the workplace, maybe um, you—it's know, costly to your social capital. Um, it's going to be costly in these other ways. And for those who are nominal Christians, they're going to decide, and and they're going to decide that um, that the cost is too great, and so I will no longer attend church, or I will no longer uh, identify myself as a Christian because the cost is too much, um, and. Uh, and for some, it'll probably they they might not want to completely disassociate from the church. They might just decide to uh, watch a service online because they 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 fear uh, they have a fear of people uh, seeing them go into church and being identified with the church in that way. And living in a time when when this is what it's, it, this is this is kind of a, already happening. And and if we don't hold fast to the basics of Christianity, if we don't hold fast to the faith, then uh, then that's that's gonna be us. That's that's gonna be us who will disassociate uh, ourselves from the church. Uh, that's gonna be us who will no longer want to be identified with the church, and um, we will. We will forsake the church and maybe even still call ourselves Christian, but we will forsake this uh, regular assembly of the church because uh, because uh, the cost, we might think the cost is too great. Um, but if you believe in the basics of Christianity, then you know that there's much more to lose in that, in that decision than there is. Uh, there's, there's much more to lose and a lot more to gain by holding on to your faith and and if you need any kind of encouragement an example of righteous suffering is like you need only to read the new testament letters read first peter and you'll see how and you see how peter encouraged the christians to hang on to their faith and continue to pursue the lord and to continue to believe in the basics of christianity so there's a lot more to say uh, about that, but I'll leave it there for now. Uh, give thought uh, to these things, and I, I don't think uh, I, I I love our church. Uh, I love you guys, and I, I, I don't have any fear of uh, of you forsaking the faith uh, because the times are getting much more uh, hostile uh, towards Christians, but. We must uh, heed the words of the Apostle Paul who said, let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he fall. So we must continue to examine ourselves uh, and continue to remember uh, the hope of the gospel and that we have so much more to gain because of our our belief, our following Jesus Christ with our life. So that's it. I'll end it here and we will return uh, next week with a new book.